I don't identify like, you know, love me JLo, like she's Puerto Rican as well, but I don't look like JLo. You know, I also don't look like Sophia, just like by the way I look, honestly, I was like, I identify as black. everyone. Welcome back to Latina Without Borders. I'm Christina. I'm your co-host and I'm here with Eliza. Hey, so excited to be back. We are. This is our second episode back and this is going to be just like a solo episode, just us talking, chatting with you guys, catching up. Um, and we're really excited. How was um, your week, Eliza? I know we've been like up and down this past week. Yeah. Oh my God. This week, honestly, this week was a hot mess. Like I'm not even going to sit here and like say anything cutesy. Like it was just like a mess. My Wi-Fi was down in the middle of the week. I had to go into the office, which I like going into the office, but at the same time when you're not planning it, it's a mess. And then like I have a dog and then it's like, okay, where do I put the dog if I have to go to the office? And it was, it was chaotic but at the same time it made me realize that we are about to I know you're you have a different situation Christina because you're remote but like my company in particular I think we're gonna have like a hybrid situation so it made me realize like wow commuting is gonna be like part of my routine again like I have to get it together (laughs) so yeah wake up call (laughs) wait so when are you gonna go back into the office what does this hybrid mode look like yeah, so I we don't know what it looks like. They haven't um, told us. We should get an announcement um, one of these days. Um, I'm, I'm assuming like before summer for sure, but no concrete information. But I am excited. I do like collaboration. Um, and I think going into the office and being able to talk to your team, ask questions, I think it's great for development. Um, and also just like, you know, getting the creative juices moving. However, at the same time, we've been home for two years. <laughs> so oh, yeah. You, yeah, you become accustomed to that. You become accustomed to like, I don't know, just waking up, you know, taking a shower, putting some comfy clothes and sitting at your chair and starting work versus the hot subway. (laughs) (laughs) I I think like we should just get into our Buena Vibras, um, which if you guys don't know what that is, that is our segment on the podcast where we go in and we kind of just tell you guys our good vibes. Um, And we share something that we've been liking this week or something that brought us like into a good mood and yeah, we just want to share that. So I'll go first. Um, like I always do, I feel like, but yeah. um, <laughs> I'm more of like, okay, let them know Chris. And then, you know, I'll <laughs> and then you hop in. Um, yeah, well, I was thinking about this during the week and my past week has been like, I was at, I've been on a roller coaster. And like, I think it's totally normal to like, say like, Hey, like we only aren't always going to have like amazing weeks and like always be in a good mood. But I was like, at some point, the high of my life. And then I, part of my life came crashing down and now I'm good again. <laughs> so I was like, what is my Wait, good vibe? Like, can you, what? Get, yeah, we want deeds, high and lows, like. <laughs> okay. So I felt like I was like, everything was going good. Like my career is going good, personal life, friends, finance, everything is going good. And not to get into much, too much detail, but like one of those areas of my life just came like crashing down and you were there. I was literally like, we were at a restaurant talking about Latina Without Borders and I was like tearing (laughs) and I know we both were like not in a good mood that week you know yeah to be fair Christina and I was both crying crying (laughs) so she wasn't alone yeah (laughs) she wasn't alone um but you know what like sometimes you need that right like sometimes life come at at you and you just have to approach it the best way you can and if it's like dinner with your girls um and then like you know waking up and being great again that's okay you know um, and what got me through that week? So what was my good vibe was actually journalism, journaling. 
I've done journaling before. Like, it doesn't mean that you can only journal when you're like not in a good mood. But for me, it's journaling because I am just good at like writing down my feelings. Like sometimes I can't really communicate my true feelings verbally and I can write it down. And I realized I was journaling when I was like a young girl. I have like, I don't think I still have them, but I used to like journal for fun as a little girl. And then I got back into it now just because I don't know, it's a good like um, reflection, self-care thing. I mean, you see it on Instagram, people are journaling, but for me to get through this tough time this past week, I used journaling as a mechanism. So that was kind of my buena vibra. Yeah. So like, okay, so I want to journal, right? Like that's something that's like on my bucket list, but I have a hard time doing it. Like, do you just like do it in the morning? Like when do you? So I don't journal daily. I think people have this like pressure of having to journal daily and you don't have to do that. You can just grab your journal whenever you have that feeling or instant to grab it. Um, But I usually grab it when I have a thought or something to say or something I want to reflect on. Um, it doesn't have to be in the morning. I think a morning routine is good to like journal in the morning. I think for me to be able to do it daily, I'll need like prompts to like actually write something. But for me this past week, I mean, I was feeling a lot of emotions. So it was just me writing down all my emotions. Yeah, that's valid. I feel like gratitude is like a big one that I want to start journaling about, like just being grateful for like everything you have. Um, I think sometimes in the midst of it all, we forget how grateful we are just as being like, you know, being in the situations we are like having having careers you know living in nice neighborhoods safe neighborhoods like that's something to be blessed about like so many little things that we may not think about every day um I just want to continue to be grateful for it but also like expressing it through words and like yeah just like, outwording it <laughs> so in our last episode if you guys didn't listen uh Jolly talked about privilege and about um just being a citizen in the U.S. is a privilege and yeah. that's something I journaled about Aww, I love that yeah, I get that'll happen with mine. So um, Jali left such an impression on us, um, as you can see, because after our conversation, I went ahead and bought two books that she recommended. Um, so one of the books she recommended was Wild Tongues Can't Be Tamed. Um, and it's a beautiful, I, I love short stories. It's something like I personally have written. Um, and I, I mean, Christina knows this, but I like to like write poetry and short stories. I'm not really one to write like a long novel. I like to like write these short, but like intense and beautiful stories. Okay, one day I'll share them. But I like this book because it was filled of short stories of like Latinx women. Um, and I think for me, that was very powerful, just reading their stories and being able to relate to them. And if I I couldn't personally relate. I knew someone who I grew up with or a family member or a friend who can relate to these stories. And oftentimes, you know, when you read some of the classic American novels, which I I love literature, like, you know, who doesn't love Great Gatsby? Who doesn't love Emma? But, you know, these are voices that are not mm-hmm. like, you know, people of colored voices. So like, I liked reading this because I was like, wow, these are stories that reflect the, my people. Um, and that for me was just different. It was nice reading but you know mm-hmm. being able to like put yourself in those stories um and then another book I did was Olga Dies Dreaming that one I haven't finished yet it's a novel um I'm like halfway through and I thought this was very beautiful too because at the same time it was about this Puerto Rican chick from Brooklyn you know I'm from the Bronx but you know it's like Brooklyn Bronx you know similar um so she's like telling about like she's like one of the first people in her family to go to university similar to me right like she's like trying to find herself she's dreaming she lives in New York City she's going through all the ups and downs of it and I think it's a colorful story in terms of like when you're reading it you kind of like feel all the emotions that the main character is feeling um and yeah like I said I'm not finished but 
that has really been something that has helped me I know like Christina said like journaling for me it's like reading these books and like diving into like a really juicy story and afterwards being like wow like that was inspiring I really like that chapter I really like that particular short story and then just diving into life after that I feel like it's amazing um I always been a book reader I love literature but like reading stories about people who look like you and sound like you yeah is a whole different ball game. Oh yeah. No. So I, I just got a Kindle and you inspired me to get one because you know, you just got one as well during the holidays. And that is something I also want to do when Jolly brought up that she has um, on her website, all these books that are actually Latinx. I was like, wait, I'm like actually interested in this because at the end of the day, mm-hmm. you want to read something you're interested in. Like yeah. I never liked reading books about random ass stories of like, mm-hmm. I don't know, a girl like this or like love stories. I'm sorry. I don't like that. Mm-hmm. And like, this sounds very interesting obviously we're both interested in this topic of latinx and um you know our stories so that is so exciting i i'm so excited to also hop onto that train and um end up reading those books for sure i'll definitely um i think you can like lend books through kendall so when i'm done i know i told you i was like yeah (laughs) share i was like i don't know how to do that but i am so ready to to uh read those and maybe we can do like a creative of like some of like the books we've been reading like in three months we'll keep ourselves accountable let's try to read at least one yeah <laughs> I know I I want to be that person like that's my um why I got the kindle was that one of my resolutions for this year is mm-hmm. I need to read more you know yeah. something but you can't do it all because like just like you're saying journaling and I'm like wait that's so dope I want to journal and then like but then I'm reading so I'm like uh journaling and reading and then working full-time and then like it's a you lot can't so do you know what? Guys. the fact that we're even taking time to do like some sort of self you know self-care and like you know improve our day today and like add these things is enough right so if we're able to add more fantastic but if we can't anything's enough no pressure exactly okay so I'm really excited about the topic we're going to be talking about today um guys we are going to be revealing our DNA our DNA like we did this test um over two years ago at least but we um never revealed it on the podcast I never actually spoke to anyone about it like on social media or anything and I think it's a really cool thing especially us being like Latinas and Hispanic we were always curious of like what really is our background you know sometimes my mom's like oh you know we have a little bit of Italian in us and I'm like really mom like do we have Italian or are you just saying that I think Um, my father said German once and I was like daddy there's no German nowhere in this test (laughs) yeah like I think we're always so curious um and we don't know for sure until you do the DNA test and Eliza actually is the one who did this first then she's um you know influenced me to do it as well and we think this is a great um Thing to chat about and reveal so you guys can learn more about us of like what really is our background i'm ecuadorian but there's more to that i guess and eliza's puerto rican but through her test she found out more information yeah so i actually was okay okay so this i'm jumping ahead but after summarizing christina's and my dna mm-hmm. i was actually shocked by one particular thing But I'll let you reveal yours, Christina, first, kind of like a breakdown. Mine is really not anything crazy. First of all, I want to talk about the platform we use because we both use different platforms. I used Ancestry mainly because I think there was a good deal. These tests are about, I think, I don't know the regular price, but I think I paid like $50 when there was a promo. 
Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know how much you paid. I know you got a deal at some point as well. And you did a different test. Mm -hmm. I did 23 and me and I paid a hundred. A hundred. Okay. So I must've paid a hundred as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I must have paid 100 during the holidays. They have some type of discount. But um, yeah, so we it was very easy to do, by the way. You just sign up. They send you a little kit that you spit into, right? Yeah. Isn't that yeah. what you do? You like spit and then like, I know I said, because eh, I remember doing it and I was just like. Psh, psh, psh. This is weird. Uh, <laughs> I'm like in yeah, my yeah. room, like spitting into this I'm little like, tube. How are they going to know where my family came from, from spit, you know, like, but duh, that's DNA. However, it was a little gross. <laughs> Yeah. So you got to spit and you got to spit a good amount, but like, whatever. So you put it in there, you mail it back and does take a while. I was like, this is taking like several weeks, but whatever it's worth it. Mm -hmm. I received, um, my DNA test results. They send it through an email. I'm on the platform now and I'm going to reveal it to you guys. So view full results. Let's see here. So like I said, I am Ecuadorian. Both my parents are Ecuadorian. I'm first generation. So when I get this DNA test, let's see. It told me I am 36% Indigenous America, Americas, Ecuador. That's what it says. 36%. 28% from Spain, which I don't think we're surprised about because, you know, Spain conquered. The colonizers. America. Yeah. <laughs> 28%. Okay. 7% this random ass country. Oh, okay. It says Basque, which is located in Spain. So, okay. Another Spain, 7%. Indigenous American Bolivia and Peru. I mean, that's right next to Ecuador. So, I mean, okay. 4% Northern Italy. So, technically, my mom was correct in some type of way. 4%. That's so little. 4% Portugal. 3% Indigenous American Chile. Whatever. Okay. 3% Southern China. Background on this. My family does have some Asian in them. Because at some point there were uh, Asians or I don't really know exactly. I don't have the detail, but they immigrated to Ecuador. And I remember my grandma always saying that her grandpa or her great grandpa was Chinese. So, okay, that could be it at 3%. 1% Japan. Sure. 1% Southern Italy. And then the rest are just like, I have 1% Nigeria. I mean, you know, that is such a small percentage, but you know, the percent, the majority is I'm Ecuadorian and Spanish because, you know, the Spaniards came and conquered Ecuador. So mine isn't that crazy, but it was kind of cool to see. Yeah. The Italy part, the Asian part, very small percentages, percentages, but I can see the exact area and it does end up um, comparing you to DNA matches, which is another whole other thing that Eliza knows more about. You found like a half Like cousins, you find, no, I did joking. not find a half brother. <laughs> joking. <laughs> Imagine. No, no. I did not, but it, it, it does show you, you know, people that apparently you should be linked to. I don't know any of these people that um, are coming up as my second and third cousins, but that that's another aspect of this test, you know, as well. So yeah, that's my DNA. Nothing crazy, but I was very curious because like, you never know. And um, yeah, I guess you could say I do have a small percentage of Italian, even though I wouldn't identify myself that way. I feel like that's still cool because it's not like your mom was like way off, right? Like 4% is still like somewhere within the gene pool, right? Like it's not like my father, he said German. And then like when it said like that part of the world on 23 Me, they were like literally zero. They were like Eliza, like not even a drop. He just pulled that out of nowhere. Who told you this lie? 
um his, my father's name is Axel I'm like Axel who told you this lie um but you know it's okay uh, so some of the other things he said ended up coming to truth so all good nice. that all good so I did mine like a minute ago so I did mine when I graduated from college which was 2017 so when I originally did my DNA test it actually changed um slightly because there's been updates Wait, more what do you mean about yeah that? what did so, you mean it changed so they sent an email probably like two three years ago saying like hey we've received more information more folks have taken the test and because of that we have slight adjustments so the percentages went up a bit or like down a bit like it definitely nothing insane like the map okay. like the majority majority of it like if, if we were talking like percentage that sense like stood the same um like how much is more like African native um European however like it went up like maybe two or went down maybe like three so that was interesting um because I mean listen like this is not a hundred percent accurate um it is according to you know these tests it is like close to accurate but not a hundred percent so you know you do take it with a bit of a grain of salt like um it tends to be more factual than not but yeah just keep that in mind um so, so yeah so hopping into it so the first one that comes up right away and this was like the big shocker for me was 48.2 percent european um, oh my god that's a huge percentage like what i'm half white like i was shocked i was like literally like absolutely not like this is like not true like um the yeah i was like the more factual part is wrong 23 and me but no i mean after like digging in i mean even in college um i was very into like caribbean studies and i mean it does make sense with history um but the part that like really stood out to me is like okay cool 48.2 percent european but like where in europe right so obviously boom 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 the colonizers <laughs> Spain. So Spain was the biggest chunk of it. Um, it was like 45% and then like a bit of Portugal. Okay. But that part was interesting because then you know how it kind of tells you like where in Spain? Yeah, yeah. It like breaks it down yeah. for you. So you can mm -hmm. really like look at the area. Yeah. So me being obsessed with this, like I am, um, the top thing is the Canary Islands. So I was like, Canary Islands. Okay, never really heard of that in Spain. Um, that's cool though. So then I did research. Um, and I found out that Columbus actually Christopher, our boy, our, you know, not really though. Um, Christopher Columbus literally stopped in the Canary Islands before sailing to the Americans um, and oh. where he recruited men for his ship. So oh. yeah, there's like numerous documentation on it, stories on it. Um, so I don't know how far that goes, but it, it possibly can go as far as that long ago. Um, yeah. The Spanish and me. So I'm like, hmm. That's not fantastic, but yes. So that was the European section. And then I went on to the things that I was like more excited about. Um, so the next one is I am 33% from Africa, West Africa at that. Um, so yeah, so I was really excited about this. Um, just for some background, like I identify as Afro-Latina. This is a term that I started identifying with when I went to college and I learned more about my ancestry and my history um, as a Puerto Rican woman. And I, you know, I, yeah, I, I do feel like a black woman. I mean, if you any of you have seen my pictures on Instagram or anything, like I have very, you know, curly, I have curly hair. Um, I have a I, you know, I believe a beautiful brown complexion. And I always have been like, yeah, like I I feel like darker than some of my other cousins that may have more like European ancestry in them. Um, I definitely always seen myself in movies identifying more with the black characters than mm -hmm. the um Latin or Latinx ones. So um I was West African mainly 
Nigerian and from Sierra Leone. So that was really interesting. Um, yeah, they don't have too much information on that, but I really would love to visit um, Nigeria one day or Sierra Leone, like, you know, if I'm able to do that. And by the way, yeah. I'm curious, because um, that was a question I had, like, when did you start identifying yourself as Afro-Latina, which you said in college, but like, mm-hmm. why was it in college and not in high school? Like, what changed that you were like, wait, I'm Afro-Latina? Yo, to be frank, I like, just remember, like, feeling so ashamed of my hair in high school. So like, I know that that's something I wouldn't have identified. Like I was the type of chick that went to the salon like every week or every two weeks and like blow dried it. So like a lot of my pictures in high school, you'll see someone with straight hair. Mm-hmm. Um, and then like, I always got this as what I thought was a compliment at the time. And now I realize it's not, but they were like, oh, like when your hair is straight, you look very Taino. Like you look like very like Indiana. And like, that's like the, that's the kind of like thing. So I was like, oh, well that's, you know, the lack of like knowledge I knew and like honestly the colorism within Latin America had made me feel that I rather look Taino and indigenous rather than look black and then when I had the curly hair people would say oh yeah you look like you know they'll name like black celebrities and stuff like that and like for some reason I felt like I wanted to be more in the indigenous side and then I went to college and I met so many amazing people, professors. I started learning. I started like hanging out in the, you know, the Caribbean studies department, asking questions, digging into stuff. And I was like, wow, like we're like Puerto Ricans are a mix of indigenous, you know, European and African. And like, this is our African ancestry. They were brought as slaves. And like, I started learning more. And then I, you know, I, I found out that in Puerto Rico, there's like, you know, amazing African communities. And I, just like by the way I look honestly I was like mm-hmm. I identify as black like I identify as you know like like in black culture I look like that like I don't identify like you know love me JLo like she's Puerto Rican as well but I don't look like JLo you know I also don't look like Sophia you know I don't look like you know all Shakira like I don't look like yeah all the Latinas that you see in the media yeah, I don't look like them you know but like you know, what I do look like is like a lot of the black celebrities I saw and like TV and like I would watch like Fresh Prince of Bel-Air and I would identify with like how the woman on that show looked like. And yeah, I felt like that's that's when I came to myself. So I think it's a mix of like knowledge and self-love um, that happened in college. But yeah, so yeah, I love very, very Afro-Latina here. Um, and then we go into the indigenous component. So I'm 17% indigenous to um, the American, like similar to what yours said. Um, and when you break that down, it says that I am from Ponce, Puerto Rico, which we know. Yeah. So that made all the sense. So that actually was very like heartwarming because like going through this test, you're like, okay, I'm seeing European. I'm seeing African and I'm like, whoa, where's the like <laughs> thing that I like identify with on the daily? Yeah. Um, but it was indigenous. And just for some background, people who, you know, may may not know, I didn't learn this. I learned this not too long ago, but um, the reason that a lot of Caribbeans, um, we're talking about like Dominicans, Puerto Ricans, Cubans have p- small percentage of indigenous to their land is because of, you know, there's a lot of genocides, you know, like um, I'll definitely link resources. I would love you to do your own reading on it, but there was a lot of things that occurred um, in our history that unfortunately wiped out a lot of our native people. So, you know, I personally feel very blessed to, you know, even have 17%. Like I know people who have like 5%, 4%. Wow. Um, and it doesn't matter the percentage, but um, I was like, wow, that 
you know, it did mean a lot to me personally. But yeah, it says so Ponce, Puerto Rico, which where my father was born and raised. Um, my mother's side of the family is a mix of San Juan and Ponce. Um, but my dad, like I grew up having like a Ponce flag in front of my house and like having it on the door and like like the like the Puerto Rican flag is something that I cherish, but I always I also cherish the Ponce flag. Um so yeah, that was nice. So yeah, that was my DNA test. I know that was a little long-winded, but I wanted to provide some of like the feelings I had throughout it, but also like some of the research. And like I said, like always do your own research, but um, it was it was very interesting going through this 23andMe. Yeah, I think some people are kind of throw it off because they're like, I already know what I am. Like, I don't need yeah. to take the test. And like, yeah, that could be the case for some people, but you never know, especially when we are from South America and we did have all these, you know, influences on our country, you know, many, many years ago, there is some background and story about that. So I would recommend it. No, a hundred percent. And I think, okay, okay, Latin, Latin America, we have a very, very intense history when it comes to this um, is, which is why, you know, the word like Hispanic, Hispanic and like Latinx came to um, fruition. But yeah, I think for us, like this really is like a dig into like finding out who we are. Like, I remember I convinced my boss a couple of years ago to do it and he got like, (laughs) oh, this poor man, this poor man paid a hundred dollars to just for, for, you know, a test to tell him that he's 99.9% white. (laughs) Um, And he's like, you know, I kind of knew this already, Eliza, but you were very convincing. um, She was very convincing about this test, guys. You never know. You might be from here. You might be from there. And then I started realizing, (laughs) I started convincing a lot of people to take it and they kind of wanted their money back because I was just, they were just knowing. So, you know, it is pretty unique how mixed we are as like, you know, as like Latinx people. And through it all, I still identify as 100% Puerto Rican. I just, you know, yes. I, I I like to, um, you know, yeah. spotlight the fact that I am Black too. Um, but that's like basically the summary I feel like we got from it. Also, I, I mentioned earlier something that I wanted to say that I was very shocked about, about Christina's eye. And this is ignorance. What? Um, but when I first saw Christina's um, test results, I thought she had more Spain in her. Because I was like, I have 50% Spain. Like, you know, Christina, like, mm-hmm. is a bit lighter than me. So I was like, oh, hers must be like 70%. Like, you know, yeah, like, that's when I'm you really... said 40 something. I mean, mine says 28. So I mean, okay. which is still huge, which is it's still, still a huge. good chunk. But like you said, what was it? 40? 40... 48.2. 48. So that's almost 50%. Yeah, that's the biggest chunk. And like, I don't know. I was just like shocked. I thought like more, I, I thought like, as I had more friends take it too, I realized that we're just so damn diverse and there's no telling like what we were receive. Like I made like guess of like, Hey, I think you might get percentages around this, like based on mine. And I've been so, so off. Yeah, um, so know. that was, yeah. So definitely never assume. Cause you know what they say, when you assume you make an ass out of yourself. So, but <laughs> yeah, it, it, it was just like very fascinating to see everyone. And Leah, like definitely not encouraging you to to do it but if you are interested like go for it like we did it and like clearly we had a good time and we learned a lot about ourselves we recommend it and you guys can um share that I mean if you take it let us know you can comment on our Instagram you know DM us we want to hear your stories we want to share it I mean the goal of this podcast is eventually you know we want to build a community and really interact with you guys more um in any way we can so definitely reach out to us. We're real people. You know, we're behind that Instagram, Eliza and I. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> All right. Well, have a great rest of your day, no matter what time you're listening to this. Mwah, kisses. Yes. And we'll see you in two weeks. All right. Bye, guys.
thanks so much for listening to our episode today. Please be sure to rate us wherever you listen to your podcast. It helps us out a lot and lets us know if we're doing a good job. And be sure to follow us on social media. Our handle is at Latina Without Borders. We would love for you guys to message us, comment, let us know if you enjoyed this episode, but also any tips or ideas on who you'd like to hear next. That's it for today and until next time.